0: Welcome aboard I'm Brad I'm Eric and I'm Scott welcome to my ship story podcast
1: this is a podcast where we invite crew members both past and present to tell their stories about life at sea so come up to the pool bar and grab a drink sit
0: back relax because it's time for my My ship Ship
2: story
1: Story. (laughs) that was terrible hey everyone welcome back to my ship story podcast we got another excellent guest today um, one of my favorite nurses of all time, Jenna Geringer, and we'll come back to her in just a minute, but, um, let's check in with the guys, Brad, how are you doing? Doing good.
2: Been working at the winery today. Had to bust out a little early to, uh, get over here, but, uh, yeah, going, going good. And I still have my winery. I just walked in. So I still have my, On
1: to my interview. My
2: yeah. My winery uniform. So
1: how, how are things going at the winery? I thought you were planning on. Yeah, you I thought sell you were going to sell it.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm trying to. It's for sale. Oh, anybody wants to make me an offer, go <laughs> for it. It is. I am a motivated seller. <laughs> <laughs> anybody uh, out there that would like to own a winery, um, hit me up and uh, we'll make a deal. Like a turnkey? Sounds good. Turnkey. Walk in and take over.
0: Sounds good. Uh, now, does that winery include a winery and the vineyard? No, just your storefront. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Sounds good. Scott, how about you? Uh, I am trying to take it as lightly as I can. Um, I, I will tell you. Yesterday, scrolling through Facebook and seeing, you know, some poor, poor female, total stranger, have no idea who it is. Hey, I'm in trouble. I need help. Can somebody help me move? As like a local, you know, a local group and stuff. All but one person failed to show up. And I was like, okay, well, you know, before that, I was like, well, if everything fails, you know, uh, nobody shows up, call me and I'll I'll be glad to help thinking there wasn't that much. I get there and there was another guy and he had been going, you know, he literally just moved to Oklahoma like, you know, a few days before this. He was about to um, pass out. So he changed it over to me. And, you know, on my way there, I got a message that, well, I just got a couple of boxes and a love seat. Uh, you know, left in my storage. I get there and, and, you know, he's great. We do a a deal. And and so he leaves, I go to the uh, storage. It's half full, 50, 60 bosses, washer, dryer, uh, cabinets, and and the love chair and, you know, an entire moving truck full of stuff. So I'm like, okay, loaded it all myself. The very last thing I'm putting on is the lightest of the two, the dryer backwards. I go about halfway up the ramp and it starts to tilt. I fall, I drop the dolly, fall on my cheek, uh, my butt cheek, and it rolls over onto me and wrenched my back. I feel, I feel back stuff. Uh, that's probably going to come here in the next couple of days. So I'm hyped up on, you know, came home and took, you know, for a leave. I'm like, Hey, I, I didn't at the time. I, I didn't tell her about the podcast, but I'm like, Hey, I got to do a podcast at seven o'clock. So I only got an hour. So I, I wasn't able to finish. And so I came home, took some, a leave and I'm still hopped up on leave. Just, I'm just right now waiting for the back pain to set in. Uh-oh.
1: What's the expression? The path to hell is paved with good intentions. Remember, I recently got another dog. So that was number three. Well, uh, we just picked up a puppy. So that's number four now. <laughs> it's tiny. It's only 10 weeks old. We didn't know somebody found a puppy and reached out and he looks so cute. So I just took him. You know, we have chihuahuas. Our dogs are small and we took him to the vet only to find out the red healer. It's obviously not chihuahua sized. We don't know what to do quite yet with it. Or if it's going to really be a full size or if it's a mix, we have no idea. But right now <laughs> he weighs about three and a half pounds.
2: We'll talk. We'll talk about it later. I have a blue healer, which red All healers right. and blue healers are the right, same thing. Same thing, right? Same thing, and they're You're they're angry. a handful. You're gonna <laughs> right.
0: add thirty pounds to that for cattle right. dogs.
2: They're cattle. They're right. working dogs. They have yes. got to constantly be doing something. Right. They're, they're constantly into something. That's what worries me. They have. Uh, they have a, a
1: boundless energy. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, well. Oh, that yeah. beer looks really good. Let's get to our guests. Our guest today is Jana Geringer. We worked together on a few ships on on Royal Caribbean. Uh, she mm-hmm. is—I was going to say was a nurse, but worked on board as a nurse, but is a nurse. Um, and we had a, just a fantastic time working together. I love, love, love working with her. Uh, so, Jana, I paid, to the show. I paid
3: him liberally for that statement. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just yeah, in. yeah, yeah. No, I had a great time. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I don't know Yay. if there's enough time because the stories just as I listen to the podcast Yay. this summer, they are yeah. uh, endless, endless stories. Well, we'll try to get to as many as possible I want to tell us a little bit of how did you come to work on ships? Uh, led to ships because of some of my sh- nursing colleagues in emerge in Vancouver, which is what you mm. remember. I was living there yeah. at the time. Yeah. Did you work with any of you with Lisa Moralejo? Yes, of
1: course. Do you course. remember her? Yes, very well. We familiar. were really close. We were really close as well. Like you, you and Lisa were the two nurses that I was closest to.
3: So Lisa and I are still good buddies. She wasn't the first one from our emergency room and at St. Oh. Paul's. There was another nurse, Irene Kennedy, went. And so she came back. This is going back before, like, I want to say 90, something like that. Right. So, And she came back and raved about it. So then Lisa went and she came back and raved about it. And so at the last minute, they were looking for a short-term, with short-notice reliever for Janet right. Boris. They right. called Lisa and she couldn't go. But she said, uh, what about my friend, Jana? She sent in uh-huh. her CV and two weeks later, I was trying to board majesty, which was a story in itself. But yeah. So
1: that was 1993, June. Okay. So So,
3: yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I I think you were. But you know, I because I knew Eric, because mostly because the pursers ate in the officer's mess, which is where we ate. So and you guys, your parties were way later (laughs) than mine yeah i certainly so i don't think our and below crossed water. that much and below the water yes yeah, yeah
1: so did you replace
3: uh lisa on the majesty no we never worked together on board okay. we used to meet up uh after contracts and travel together right. but right. i relieved janet boris she had a, if i remember correctly she had a family emergency or something had to leave early so see that's she, a weird thing
1: like i don't remember her but obviously, there were certain nurses that I really hung out with a lot, like you yeah. and Lisa, and um, maybe a few on other ships, but not with all the nurses, there were just some nurses that were much more outgoing than others. And you and Lisa were both really outgoing and weren't afraid to, like, <laughs> you know, have some fun with us and and, <laughs> you know, and and get it going. There's some nurses that I have, you know, really good memories of and other ones I
3: don't remember at all. And that's a nice way to put it. Outgoing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Drink too much, swear yeah. too much, smoke yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> those were
1: some fun times, definitely. Yeah. Why don't we start going into one of those fun times that you can talk about?
3: Let's just go right into some of those stories. My name is Janet Garringer, and this is my ship story. When I joined Majesty, being the responsible person I am, you know, wanted to be punctual and I hadn't really traveled much at that time. So flew into Miami, booked at the Marriott, I was a little bit nervous the night before. So by the time I get there, of course, I go down to the bar to have a beer, and I have a beer with some people sitting at the bar, and they're from Toronto, totally on the other side of Canada, but they're my new best friends. So we end up drinking till four o'clock in the morning. Oh uh, no. yeah, oh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. So and Carolyn Kimball was the person who did the hiring of the nurses at that time. So she had said be at the office at eight. And I got up and I was there at eight and I kind of remember going to get my uniforms, but not hundred percent sure on that, but you know, and then you go straight to the ship. You have to be at the ship by 10 o'clock. So I go to the ship and I'm waiting, waiting, waiting on the gangway. They won't let me on board. It was U S coast guard drill. Everybody was going off the ship at the same time, 12 o'clock. They want out. There's hundreds of crew trying to go down the gangway. And little old me trying to like go against them pulling up because I'm late. <laughs> I'm late for my new job, right? <laughs> so I'm sure they were thought I was, you know, who the hell are you? But. Anyways, I did get on board and absolute only time I was seasick in all the years I worked on ships because <laughs> I Your went first day, my first day and we hadn't even left port. We were still tied up at the pier. <laughs> 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 I was so hungover, and I walked through the schooner bar and of course I could see the waves out there. The sun was glistening mm. and I thought, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah." So that was my entrance. Majesty, I think is the place that uh, holds the dearest memory for me. Cause I mean, it was a fun ship, great people. And I thought it was on vacation. I was there for seven months, strawberry coladas. I was in the disco every night I could.
1: Didn't you have uh, the nurses, didn't you, somebody had night shifts one week and then you would shift, uh, you would change shifts or something like that. Yeah.
3: We had a yeah. three day on that ship, on a three nurse ship, there was a 24 mm-hmm. hour call and the next day you were the you were off for 24 hours or the mm-hmm. third one to get called in if there was a big emergency. First day back after that day off was you worked in the office in the morning for four hours. And then again, from four till seven, kind of to cover the other nurse's supper break. That's for a nurse. So that's, every, kind of, that's kind of a cush job, isn't it? Well, it was pretty cushy for sure. I loved it.
2: <laughs> Except for being pretty much on call all the time. That That's the tricky part about being a nurse. You never know what's going to come up.
3: No, that's 100% true, Brad. But You know, back in those days, like there were a handful of true emergencies that you needed three nurses. I don't even, I can't remember a time when you needed three. So for sure, when you were at the third one to get called in, yeah, it was pretty liberal.
1: I mean, obviously, as being a nurse on board, you're going to run into emergencies where obviously you are on call. We asked the previous nurse, Amy Verisma, some of the interesting things that happened in the medical facility on board. Why don't you share some of those experiences? There
3: was one story that was, you know, had a tragic ending. But in those days, in 93 on Majesty, there's no helicopter pad we had this gentleman he was he was acutely ill and he needed off the ship but we were in the middle between uh and miami so um our job in the hospital was just to let staff captain captain know this person needs um proper hospital care and we just did what we could to keep him alive and do the care he needed then we got notification from the staff captain there's a chopper in the area. They're going to come pick this man up. And we're like, okay, we don't know anything about helicopter. <laughs> ex- right. I don't know shit about that. <laughs> so we decided, so the doctor decided, his name was Stein Jansen, I think. So he's going to go, okay so I'll never forget him. He was like, well, what do I pack? And where am I going? And How long am I gone? And, you know, we can't pack much. And yeah. so, you know, we load this patient up on a stretcher. We get up to what was a pool deck, I think. It was the aft end of the ship. We get out into that area and all the deck guys are out there and fire gear, full fire gear, hoses out. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Remember, I don't know anything about this, right? But helicopter has to hover and you got a moving yeah. ship super right. dangerous, high risk of crashing, the helicopter fuel, extremely flammable. So anyway, there's helicopters hovering and these guys are there with the hoses and they drop down a basket for this patient. So we put the patient in and poor man was much taller than the basket. You know, and I remember him being kind of Knees all bent up over his chest, and up he goes. The basket's spinning oh, up to you know. the chopper. Oh man! It took a long time, it seemed, before they sent some equipment down to pick up the doctor. You remember on Royal Caribbean they had those plastic laundry bags for the guests? Yes. So we did so, oh, those yeah. with the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. So because we thought, well, he might need some emergency equipment, so we had packed, but we didn't have a Kit to send oh, with him. What? what?
1: Plastic bag. Look at Scott. Oh, yeah.
3: We load in an ambi bag and an airway and first line drugs for the doctor. And so he's got two of those plastic bags in his hands. So if you can imagine this guy, they drop down a loop that goes around under his armpit. And it's a rope. Right. And he had his white day uniform shirt on and his toothbrush out of the pocket and his credit card. <laughs> 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 and, and he's got the two bags at his side. And as he goes up, he's spinning, 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 spinning as he goes up. And I can see he finally makes it up to the helicopter. They load him in and off the helicopter goes. No event. And we're like, okay, thank goodness that's all over. It was pretty stressful. I'd been up all night with this patient. Tell the safety officer, okay, rum and coke in my cabin. And so he comes down and he whips open the cabin, my curtains, you know, because we always kept our doors open. So he just whips those curtains back and he says, what the what fuck were you doing with those bags? And there's a term for them. And we, I was like, well, what do you mean? Those things could have got sucked up into the helicopter <gasps> blades, right? These plastic bags, yeah, right? Right?
1: I didn't what, think what of the, that. Like, I would
3: never think the, of that. How am I supposed to know? I'm not ex-British Navy, but anyway. Right. So he was like, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> anyway, so, you know, that was probably the most elaborate or you know extensive extrication we had of a passenger over the years there was lots of different incidents you know a couple of them I with acute psychotic breakdowns oh really uh, and being called yeah and the one the one guy and I don't remember what ship it was but he was a waiter and um we gave him heldo and he was cursing at me security was holding him pinned him down had him in handcuffs and he was yelling at me and you can't give me, you know. You're not going to be able to do anything with me. And I was like, Oh yes, I can. <laughs> right? Night <laughs> night, night night, night night. What would you give oh, me? What was that? A, uh, hell, it's called Helldoll or Haloperidol. It's an uh, it's an anti old old antipsychotic.
1: I know we worked on the Monarch because that's yes? the picture that we talked about earlier yeah. was from the Monarch, and we have several yeah. pictures in there. Yeah, um, it's, it's weird how those memories are like so different. Like the Monarch stuff, I remember really well, but that that beach trip. I mean, I'm sure it'll come back to me now that I've seen pictures and you've reminded me.
3: Yeah. But
1: it's just a little weird. When I first looked at it, I was like, I have no idea where that is.
3: <laughs> I think the picture with the bums on the beach, I think that was, that was Barbados. That would think it was Barbados. It was, I don't
1: think I think it was Antigua or it was definitely on the monarch. Oh, it one of those. Yeah. But I think I think it was Antig- I think it was Antigua or one of those other items. I don't yeah. remember. I don't think it was Barbados because I just didn't go
3: ashore a lot in Barbados. No, um, no. Yeah. And it might not have I been cause they, like... they're all a blur for sure. Yeah. Except yeah, Martinique, right, right. Martinique, but not, not because I spent much time ashore. Those days were really short. Yeah. Um, but as the, the second nurse on duty, when you were off from 12 to four, your job, your duty that day, cause there wasn't time to do anything like go to the beach or tour around very much. Um, the job was to go to the grocery store. And get cheap red wine and pate and baguettes and cheese, yeah. and we always had a little French, you know, happy night uh, that day. Oh, nice! And, and we and we stored the extras in the morgue fridge, on the really? bottom, on the bottom of three. <laughs> yeah. So cool. that
1: was That's our. That's a good idea. Yeah.
3: Well, for sure, because you know, as you know, you can't U.S. public health. You can't have. Um, you're not allowed to keep food on in your cabinets, right. right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, but that they know of. Well, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Then that, did they ever look in the morgue? Nope, nope. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so and they probably I, will now.
1: But if I remember correctly, on a, it would happen every once in a while. But at the time on those big ships... You didn't really use the morgue all that often. It wasn't nope. like, it, it was nope. very rare that something like that nope. happened.
3: No, the only time I remember having somebody in the morgue was on um, Legend. And Legend was doing, it was I was the second nurse out. So like September till January or something that year. And we were doing, done Alaska and then Hawaii. And then we were doing Panama Canal 10 and 11 day cruises out Acapulco. And I can't remember the port on the other side, but. Do you, do
2: you um, remember what year this was? Because I'm trying to place you because I'm sure I know you. <laughs> do you was it 95?
3: Legend was September 95 to January 96.
2: Yeah. Okay. Were you That's there? Where I, that, yeah, I was there. We did Alaska and then we went to Hawaii and then we came back and did uh, uh, up and down the Mexican Riviera.
0: When you were on the Majesty, how, how big was the morgue? Three stretchers, like they're bunks. Three three drawers. Oh, okay. Big
3: drawers. Like they've got a, you know, like a fridge door, like your bar fridge size door. Uh, It's stainless steel. And you open it up and you slide the tray out. And so, so let me in they go. So let me let me ask. um,
1: Uh, How morbid are you going?
0: (laughs) Pretty. I'm I'm going dark side. Is there ever any time that anybody had sex in one of those?
3: (laughs) Oh, not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. (laughs) Oh. It'd be pretty. No, I mean it. It would be pretty hard because it's. I. It's small. Like it's only, you know, maybe two well, feet by two feet. You can pull feet. out the bench.
0: I mean. Oh. But, but, oh but,
3: yeah. But not no. in it. Like never crossed my mind, feet. Scott. That's never okay. crossed my. mind. There
1: are better places. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Much better places.
3: Don't forget those yeah. are stainless steel trays, and they're yeah. cooled. Yeah. No, that's not funny. I don't think so. So yeah, um, so I did Majesty, Monarch, Song of America, Legend, Splendor, Sovereign, Nordic Empress, and then that last stint with Explore. When so, were you on the Monarch? Just for a four-month yeah. contract, April to yeah, July. I, I, what about the Song of America? Spring, 95, till sort of end of July okay. that year. I know one of my other most favorite stories that, um, again, you know, when I was first on Majesty, and when I got in trouble. I got in trouble a, week, a couple of times. I never like got a written warning, uh, but probably I was three weeks into my new life on Majesty, and I went ashore in Grand Cayman with Do you remember Peter Middleton, uh, yes. safety officer? Safety officer. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he took me ashore. So we go, you know, to whatever beach and have food and a bunch of drinks, and we go back and we're waiting to tender back to the ship, and Peter's saying. I was like, oh, we're supposed to, aren't we supposed to be back now? Shouldn't we be on that tender? No, no, last tender's 4.30. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Order another drink. Okay. So we have another drink and 4.30, last tender with all the passengers. We jump on at the last minute, standing up. We get on board the ship. No problem. The next day is Jamaica and I go to leave the ship. And the uh, security guys say can't go ashore, and they hand me the little card. You have to report to the staff captain. We've all been there. I think. Yeah. I, I, don't,
1: I don't know if you guys have, but I have.
3: I've gotten one of those cards there. Yeah, and I was totally shocked. I was like, "What? Why?" I, you know, in my mind, I like been a stellar employee. I don't know what's wrong, and why he wants to talk to me. So. I, of course, want to go ashore, so I worked my way upstairs, and I walked down the long hallway towards his office, and and the whole way I'm giving myself this pep talk, okay, you haven't done anything wrong, be confident, be calm, you've not done anything wrong, and I walked in, and the staff captain was Tor Tor Wilson. Oh, and yeah. pretty Pretty strict. Pretty strict guy. So I knocked on the door gently and I said, "Oh, you know, good afternoon, staff captain. I understand you wanted to see me. What can I do for you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, looked at me sternly, sternly in that thick accent, and he says, "What you can do for me is make sure the next time you go ashore, you're back on board when you're supposed to be." I was like, uh, "Wasn't I right?" No. You were like, should have been on the four o'clock tender. Right. So, oh. anyway, but you know, three stripe officers. So, the first thing I did was went to Peter and said, Did you have to go see the staff captain? And he said, No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like, Well, that's unjust. Yeah.
1: yeah no, you should have had a
2: not you drinking should. with you anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Very few things are fair on the ship.
0: The higher yeah. you go, the fairer they are.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> more
0: fairness, more stripes you get on your shoulder. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent true. So, um, did you ever hook up with a passenger?
3: <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> for this question, and you know, all I can say is, why would I go to a different candy shop when the store was full? That's all I have to say. Didn't okay. you know? Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, this is going on YouTube, so
0: gotcha, <laughs> you gotcha. In addition to that question, so um, not mentioning any names or positions or anything. Uh, where's the most interesting place that you've done it on the ship? Nothing.
3: You got no goods here on that question. No more uh, but or anything? Cabins. No, no. <laughs> no. The best okay. one I got wasn't on ships, but was in Bermuda on the golf course. Oh, well, Like good. 11th hole or something. Yeah. yeah. Could have gone to jail for that one.
0: <laughs> that counts. So we'll accept that one.
3: <laughs> Will you accept that one? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And this, this time. Yeah. <laughs> the only, the other time that we, the whole medical team got into a stern talking to from Captain Torvaldson, there was um, crew uh, boat drill. So the fire was right outside the medical facility. And of course, they have, you know, the fake smoke and the fake smoke was. Uh, coming up the hallway of the medical facility where the nurse's cabins are. We were standing there. We we're always on standby with the stretcher team. And and one of the doctors was is in his white day shirt, white pants, and in amongst the smoke, all you can see is um, his face and his hands because the rest of him blends in. So he starts doing a dance routine, <laughs> <laughs> right? We're all laughing, goofing off in this fake smoke. And Captain Torvalson came in. and uh, we all we all got reprimanded right. It was like <laughs> this is a serious event and you know you can't be doing things like that. but it was like super funny. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> now I'll tell you real quick one uh, uh, as far as the smoke drills because they used to come backstage and take one of our fog machines or or when they started, probably because of this, but um, they took our fog machines because they were a haze, which is like a light. Thinish type of smoke because they were just going to do a fire drill and they just needed, you know, fake smoke or whatever. Well, we got wind of this and we we would always designate or fill that haze machine with fog fluid. And so it was very dense and you couldn't see through it at all. So we, we just got a kick out of that because every time they would do that, you know, they'd go down there and through the puff of smoke and stuff, and it would completely black out the the hall. But it, Well, it's
1: actually a good thing because you're making a worst case scenario, right? Where you can't see a damn
0: thing.
3: You're going to yeah. be disoriented, you know, but we, so we just always the, thought that was funny. Another boat drill we had and in the beginning, you know, you guys know what ships are like, you know, port and aft and starboard and deck 10. And I I don't know all this terminology, but we had to go with the stretcher team. And I remember one of those first boat drills, and I was the one to go with the stretcher team. And I was super excited because they called for the casualty pickup at whatever location. And I was like, I know where that is. Yes. And so I lead the crew straight up the officer's hallway on deck one over the fire hoses, through the smoke, like totally (laughs) take them through that hallway instead of going around on the i ninety five. And I was super excited until we got out on the other side. And I think it was Captain, I think it was Tor -Tor Torvalds. And again, it was like, you guys are all dead. (laughs) Like you failed. You're all dead. (laughs) It's like, ah, but I knew where where to go. (laughs) Like, I was super proud of myself. Taking the
1: shortest route. (laughs) Yeah,
3: for sure. Yeah.
1: Did you have any like interesting, embarrassing calls to the the medical facility where you had to go to a cabin and... Found something you didn't really want to see, (laughs) like somebody
0: zips their penis up in a zipper.
3: No, yeah, I love that story. That was funny. I've seen (laughs) that clinically, not on ships, but in the emergency room, I've seen that. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. And I saw another guy one time uh, who had been entertaining his wife and trying to, you know, entice her into having uh, a little nookie. And he put his wedding ring on his penis to, you know, and was dancing around naked, you know, trying to...
1: Why, how does either somebody has huge fingers or that's the smallest penis well, in the but world.
3: Except, you know, when it's flaccid, Eric, yeah, but you know, and, the, and a little lube. I, I don't No, you know.
1: no, 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 no. I've never seen, you know. Oh, I'm, I've, I'm seen <laughs> I've seen some small penises.
3: I've seen some small penises. Just saying. Just saying.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. Clinically, that, clinically,
3: yes. clinically. I have Holy seen cow. a lot okay, of penises. So keep with your story
1: because that was just <laughs> shocking to me because I can't imagine. But well, anyway, keep going.
3: But so, but then when the penis becomes erect and that right. ring is on it, then yeah. it's a problem. Yeah. And that's when he came to the emergency room.
1: So oh, anyway. Oh, no. Wow.
3: So, so penis penis incidents do happen, for yeah. sure. Zippers, rings, lots of things can how, happen.
2: How do you get a wedding ring off of somebody's penis? That seems impossible.
3: Well, it was tricky. Yes, it was. Right. <laughs> yes, it was for sure. <laughs> oh. the, he, poor guy and he needed quite a bit of sedation, of course. Are you, are you like, hey, oh, no, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I forget you know, about
2: sedation. Yeah. That's you know that's yeah, right. yeah, our no, we, we gave him good drugs. Then...
3: We gave him good drugs, Brad. Not to worry. I'm a good emerge nurse. I make sure yeah. <laughs> one of one of my emerge dogs, and not on chips, but he said, Our job in the emergency room is to make sure that things don't, you know, hurt. We reduce people's pain. And if it's something that we can't reduce their pain, we need to give them medicines to make sure they don't remember it. (laughs) And I I totally, I I think he's got it spot on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine the trauma if you're awake
0: during that whole thing? You know, all I, I, use, I can like, do is visually out. like a visual as a visual. I'm thinking of a corset, you know, where it's like
3: something like that. You, you know, didn't we, have cabin calls every once in a while. I, yeah. Once in a while, but nothing that stood out no, in my mind as being, no. you know, interesting or, um, yeah. you know, shocking. I remember one man bringing him from by, from his cabin in a wheelchair. And, you know, you know, in the elevators, how they have that little bar they used to change the um, carpets yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And I remember this man, he was so embarrassed. He had vomited for, on the wheelchair all over the carpet. And I was like, it's oh. pat him on the back. I said, don't worry. It's almost midnight. They're changing the carpets here. in after half, yeah. half an hour, so it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It was okay. It's okay. Peggy McLeod's another one of my oh. uh, troublemaking buddies. Boy, on Majesty, her and I got moved. You know, yeah, we did a lot Peggy, of drinking.
1: Yeah, Peggy oh. is dangerous. We've talked about her. She was on here already. I don't know yes, if you heard. Yeah, of this. yeah. But Peggy is dangerous Pe- when it Peg- comes to Peggy dangerous.
2: is yeah. Peggy is a, is a threat. <laughs> yeah, it is a yeah. <laughs> you better be on your game when you go out with Peggy because man, she's gonna she's gonna live it up.
0: She's, uh, she, I would believe she's probably still a threat because she's on my TikTok. I follow her. Uh, we follow each other on TikTok and she is still batty.
3: Like it's hilarious when she makes a TikTok. So she just broke her hand. I saw I that. I think I did see that, right? But doing, doing cartwheels. a cartwheel
1: yeah. while being drunk. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, right. So, but that her and what? I went that um i sent you one of the pictures you know and i think I, I think it was you scott was talking about eating the gingerbread houses which really i hope you didn't eat our house cuz me and peggy made we decided we were invited uh, chef george i can't remember his last name but on majesty again to come be decorators and we were so excited so of course we have a drink or two and we're decorating our house and we decided every village has a brothel. There's not a single place in the world that doesn't. So our our house had a little red jujube above the door, you know, just in case. I don't know if you remember it, Scott, if it was one of the ones you, you know, ate, perhaps. I don't know. Right. Well,
0: all ours, you know, they would set them out on the out of second or the third story in the centrum, right around you know where where the elevators and stuff go up. Yeah. Um, they set them on tables all the way around. <clears there. throat> we used just to go get one or two or, or however many want, and they would just you know
3: we disappear.
0: Just take a whole thing and take it down to the cabin and eat it.
3: Well, I think that year in Majesty, they had it set up in the centrum. It was a huge village. It was a big deal. I think I, I did. I send you a picture of it, Eric. That was a super memorable you know event no, and certainly like it was beautiful yeah yeah
1: me too. i mean but i don't know why i have like zero recollection of any gingerbread houses like zero
2: me too i remember no gingerbread houses
3: well so. that's because you weren't invited to the party by the chef Probably. that's why exactly. yeah Probably. you know just saying just saying yeah yeah and then in one of my other moments on majesty i don't know if you were there eric or not i can't remember sometime during that contract there was we were over in coco Cay. And, you know, nurse used to have to go second nurse would sit at the first aid station with our apple cider vinegar for the jellyfish stains. And, oh, is you know, that bad. what you use? Apple yeah. cider vinegar? Yeah. Yeah, it works but brilliantly. You know. So it's not yeah. pee. No, but no, but works. that would work. But that would Does work it? too. Yeah, oh, Okay.
1: Yeah. For sure. no, I mean, the only reason I know that is that because of, from a friend's episode, that's about it. So yeah.
3: we used to, you know, we'd be over there and I remember this one morning, you know, I'm from Saskatchewan and you guys from living in Oklahoma would understand, you know, that, that impend that impending weather, you can see it rolling in those dark gray clouds on the horizon. And you just, you know, it's coming.
2: It's when you get your glass of wine and go out on the porch. That's when you see it
3: yeah. coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: That's how you know you're from Oklahoma.
3: Who can spot the first funnel? Yeah. Right. And that's certainly people are doing that here too. But I remember sitting there watching that morning, I, you know, watching this weather, watching it roll in and thinking, ah, it doesn't look very good. Uh, we're going to get a big, bad storm over top of us. You know, it gets closer and closer. And then suddenly, and I had a radio, I had a hotel radio and I had a Marine radio and captains radioing to the hotel people clear the island, get everybody back immediately, clear the island. So it was kind of a bit of a mad rush, scooping up all these passengers, everyone's out snorkeling, and, you know, and, of course, and they just, get to go back. Yeah, just to
1: be clear, that was tender service. There was no, yeah, there is yeah. no pier there. So getting everybody back is little boat by boat by boat, a hundred at a time, maybe, or something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, and they only uh,
3: had two tenders. Right. So it's not that easy to get everybody off the island. No, no. Okay no and i of course i would have been watching this all morning thinking i don't think we should be here but you know what i'm just a little old nurse and anyway finally that evacuation order came and and for sure they load these small tenders right hundred of shine maybe maybe a bit more than that maybe, but yeah. you know one goes out goes to the ship and and you know then they're loading up the second one and you know they're kind of going back and forth and getting these people back on board. And us crew, of course, had to wait till the end. And I, I'll i never forget that moment in time when that storm hit. And one tender filled with passengers. One had been gone, you know, five minutes, six minutes. And I I learned after the fact they were already alongside the ship. And the second one leaving the pier in Coco had just got off the island when that storm hit. And suddenly they weren't 20 meters away and you couldn't see them. It was, oh, wow. I was hanging on to this palm tree. It was, the winds were so strong. And I was, I thought, how can it be so cold in the Caribbean? <laughs> like I was freezing. <laughs> it was awful. And all I could hear was that um, Gilligan's Island theme song. You know, <laughs> I took a little trip. <laughs> three hour, two hour, yeah. right? I thought, oh, this is it. I'm totally dying on this island, right? As I hung on to this palm tree for dear life. And, and of course, then this storm leaves and we're like holy shit man so uh, finally we get back on board the ship and I and you know those poor passengers who were out in the middle of the storm the ones in the middle of the water okay but the ones that were alongside the ship um, deck chairs were flying off deck 11 right all the lounge chairs were coming down and hit people in the head and they were ducking under the benches it was a disaster When I came into the medical facility, it truly was like there were suture trays opened everywhere and bloody equipment and towels. It was a disaster because people were kind of got assaulted by all these lounge chairs. So one of my dear nursing friends on board, it wasn't me, but um, she was from Sweden. And so, of course, English second language and sometimes things get lost in translation. And, and, you know, it's really her story to tell, but uh, I have no idea where she is these days. But this guy came down looking for. He said he was asking quite nicely to buy. I'm newly married and with my wife, and you know, oh, and it's a little bit a hard time for her. And can he was super embarrassed and you know, red in the face and can't look her in the eye. And you know, I just need a little something to you know help her a little bit. And she said, "What do you mean?" She said. Oh you have to take your time with your new wife. <laughs> you you must go slowly with her. <laughs> you know she's giving him this and he's like, "Oh no, I really and he was looking for some KY jelly, but he didn't want to say, "Do you got any KY jelly?" And you know, by the time finally all this came out and she figures out what in fact he wants, she's like, "Oh, we don't, but But you go to the dining room and you ask the head waiter for some oil. (laughs) And that should should fix it up, right? I'll never forget that story. We we cracked up when she shared that with us, right? It was super funny. That that is really funny. Yeah, she was a gem, and she was really trying to help this guy for sure. But I thought it was
2: butter. No, that that, that'll
1: work too. That probably worked. Might have
2: worked too. Sure, the
0: guy's wife might have worked. Smelled smelled like salad
1: afterwards.
2: That's what they use last last (laughs) tango in Paris. Last last tango in Paris, I think, is butter. You guys are too young. No, no, no.
3: no, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, but I haven't seen the movie. Brad, sorry. Another story. One of this was because Scott, you talked about this. I think with with Penny, I think it might have been during Penny's, Penny talked about you arriving in some port and being lost and kind of confused. And when I have to tell you about when I joined Splendor, because that was my first trip to Europe, I was going to join Splendor and super excited. It was March. They send me um, my ticket in the old days, you know, snail mail, and you get a paper ticket and and they send me this little booklet and the booklet's telling me all about what to expect and the weather and how to dress and where to go. And there's an address for what I since know now is this school. I think you guys were there as well, if I remember correctly, some sort of, right. Yeah. Training something. So that's all I had, but, but I was told on the phone, somebody would be there to meet. I was an officer. So I Thought somebody was going to meet me, so I managed to get from Vancouver to Paris, and I managed to get then to Saint Nazaire. And I get off the plane in Saint Nazaire, and nobody's there. I'm expecting Marianne Souter was on board. I thought somebody'd be there with a sign. Janet Geringer, here I am mm. to pick you up. It was ten o'clock at night. I was exhausted, and I knew everybody—or actually, was not. Sorry, it was not. You flew into. I think wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah I think, right? There, it's and then, small. Right. right? And then they doesn't have an right, Right. And then you take the train how's or drive. Friend? Oh, zero, <laughs> okay. zero. 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 Lisa worked with right. me, but it was totally shopping lines. It was only how to, like, buy things. And it was money, right. counting money. That's all I knew. And so it was 10 at night, and I thought, oh, man, okay, maybe I made a mistake. They're going to meet me in St. Nazaire. I got to get out of not. So I managed to find a taxi driver, take me to the train station. There's one train left. I get to the train station. And, of course, it's in French. And all the little ticket-selling people are closed. And I was extremely stressed. And I'm trying to read this machine to buy a ticket to get on the last train, and I don't know how to do it. I must have had some uh, French, some Frank with me. but And then there's these two hoodlums, like 17-year-olds. And they were over trying to harass me for money and stuff. And the universal language that works really well, I just looked at them with a really mean look and told them, fuck off. Right? And they, like, you know, with a look that would kill them. Anyway, they left. They did leave me alone. And then I did find a ticket booth. One window was open finally. So I go and I managed to get a ticket and... I run to this train. You have to go across and underneath the tracks and over to the other side and up, and the elevator opens, and the train's just leaving. And I started to, you know, just before you cry and you get a lump, well, you yes. guys maybe don't know, but you get a lump in your throat. And, and I was just on the edge of losing it. And and I glance the other way, and then I see the other train, and it's the one for me. So I jump on that train, and I'm grateful. Okay, good. I'm going to get to St. Nazaire. Marianne's going to be there. Someone will be there. Midnight now, nobody was there. So I ended up getting into the hotel next to the train station. They had one room left, and he said, but You have to go tomorrow. You can't stay more than one night. And I was like, I'm out of here tomorrow. I'll find my friends. I don't know where they are, but I'll find my way in the morning. So I ended up running into some Canadians who were there for a John Deere tractor convention in the bar. As you do. John
1: Deere tractor <laughs> yeah, convention act. in France, yeah. in Nantes yeah. or Saint-Dazir-France.
3: france, Saint-Azir, france. Oh, And I sorry. knew because they had Canadian cigarettes on their table. So, right. of course, I start talking to them and that's what they were there for. A John Deere tractor convention. Oh, my God. Oh, Anyway, best friends with them, of course, immediately. Yeah. And drank late with them. And the next morning I get a taxi and I find my way to that school, Scott. And I'm telling the taxi driver, just wait, wait, just please wait. And I, I you know, I don't don't recognize what school
0: in France. It wasn't the school;
2: it was the camp. It was the the village. The
3: camp, the village. Uh Yeah, Yeah, it was. It looked like a school, though. Yeah, that's rare. It looked like a school, (laughs) and and I was running around this building trying to find my way, and peeking in all the windows, and I I finally get to this one window, and it's a bunch of the uh, Filipino deck guys in training. Well, I didn't know any one of them, but I was like. Yes, I found some people. Right, so hello, my friend. I, hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. Hello. <laughs> anyway, and then they they found on you know called on radio, and then Marianne was there, and it was all good after that. But I'm telling you, it was an ordeal getting on board that ship. So I
0: would, I would love to. What would you say that it was called, Brad? The the village batsamir
2: Well, it was in batsamir I don't remember the name of it.
0: I would love. If anybody has any vi- uh, photos or video of that village to to post those or send them to us or, yeah. or something, so
1: would yeah. you? Wait, but would you go work on a ship again? One hundred percent.
3: You know, I and in fact, I I still have a few friends that are working with the company and in the marine side, and they've got you know pretty senior positions on shore side, right. and have said, uh, do you know? Do you remember Roberta Armani? Yeah, because Roberta oh, yeah. started working. Yeah, Absolutely. so she's been she's been working on ships like that year before the pandemic, she's back working on ships. So I asked oh, my wow. buddy, I said, what's Roberta doing? Oh, she's doing shore X. And I was like, that's huh? my retirement. What? That's my re- Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Wow.
3: So, and I was like, that would be a perfect gig for me right now is a, you know, kind of, Wanting to retire but not really ready to retire, and wanting to travel more, I can. I would be totally good at that, and mm-hmm. had full intentions of pursuing it. But then the pandemic hit. So,
1: would you return as a nurse? No, nope. I
3: have to share. I was just thinking, went through my mind, and this is one of my most favorite stories, and I have to share one more. Uh, you remember John Higgins, security officer? Mm-hmm. So, because I cried every Sunday when people left, all my best buddies, and it was his last week on board, and we had a party in his cabin, and I. I can't remember the crew person's name. He was an Indian guy. We got in so much trouble Um, because we had this party in Higgins cabin and, you know, we were having a dance party and there wasn't enough room and we pulled out the table and pulled out the chairs in the hallway by the crew person's office. So we had more dance space and that wasn't enough. So we took the bed out that came (laughs) off the wall and it was all outside the crew office. The next morning we had this big dance party. Yeah. Totally ripped it out of the wall. I don't know who did. I wasn't me, you yeah, know, not that strong, but super fun. Thanks for having uh, I, me. No,
1: thank you so much for coming on.
3: Scott and Brad. Nice Bye. to connect with you guys too. Take care. Oh, Bye. 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 Let's touch.
1: Bye. Oh, she's great. I, again, I guess that we have. Yeah. I just- it's so nice to catch up with them again and it's just like you know just remember like it was yesterday
0: hey everyone the ship is about to set sail which brings us to an end for today we hope that you enjoy the podcast for bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video please visit our youtube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!